Can I give you mine after you're done? No, no. Okay. This, is a, this is the Daniel show, and yeah. you're not allowed. It always your, is the Daniel show. Shut up. You're not allowed your thoughts. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Let's do the beginning thing, the thing where we begin, and we start doing things at the beginning. We begin near the end. So I say, uh, welcome back to another episode of the Unframe of Mind show, hey. where we have uncomfortable conversations without a condom, and... Well, if you haven't noticed, there might be a little bit of a world event going on in Afghanistan that... Uh, <laughs> you think? Yeah, that the maybe I, we thought it was time. We said a little something on this subject. Uh, we eh, don't typically you know. want to be the first ones out the door trying to just, you know, fall all over ourselves with bated breath and try to tell you all the things we think about, something that we don't really know anything about. But now that it's been about a week or so... <laughs> We're not going to know all the details, but... yeah. Yeah. So I mean, we'll there, take a look at the numbers. There's there's a number of things here. We we'll would look at the numbers, obviously, but there's a number of things about this whole situation that I don't think a lot of people are even talking about, and hopefully we can touch on those today. So what do you say, Anthony? We uh, run the intro. Let's do it. Do it, baby. All right. You're listening to the Unframe of Mind Show, the place to have the most mind-stretching, unprotected intellectual intercourse of your life. Your hosts battle the forces of evil by lobbing fiery balls of truth, reason, and evidence over the savory walls. Yes, truth, reason, and evidence over safe room walls. And today is no difference. My, we're going to be talking about Afghanistan. Yes. I am Daniel Wagner. I'm Anthony Trawick. And let's begin. What do you say we start with uh, this little article here yeah. from uh, ABC Action News, uh, Afghanistan by the numbers, eh? By the numbers. Yeah, so let's just, just uh, jump right off here. Now, you're wanting to focus a little bit more about... I guess when it pertains to the numbers, cost of the the, the war in Afghanistan since two thousand one. There's, yeah, there, there's and that, and there's yeah, there's there's also some. Uh, you stay, also stay tuned the, for my yeah. thoughts on why I feel like this whole situation had to be botched and was done so on purpose. You think so? I I can I can run a, a series of, of of thought experiments that might right make sense, but let's let's wait for that. But I just want to jump off here. Um, so. Obviously, the war has been going on. The week we got the length the length of the war here. America's longest war of any type, surpassing the Vietnam War in the sixties yep. and seventies. We're, we're talking nineteen years and ten months. It's mm-hmm. a long that time we were over there. Yeah, that's. I mean, think yeah. about that. I mean, that, that that thing was damn near able to drink legally in America. You know, that's yep. that's how that's how old this thing is. Um, the date the conflict uh, was authorized September eighteenth, two thousand one. Um, I knew about this stuff back then. I obviously we've talked about our experiences when the twin towers collapsed and whatnot. Right. This is a week afterwards. Yeah, a week. <laughs> yeah. Look how quickly this this took. You know, from the point of those towers going to the point we needed to seek revenge and we got to act on it now. And it's like it, it almost reminds me of those times. You know, when you ever get in a, a fight with your with your significant other or a friend or whatever, and you immediately emotionally blow up. But then at some point in the middle of the fight, at some point you realize, oh, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I'm in the wrong here. Maybe I'm the asshole. But you can't admit it. So you double down. You just got to keep going. Well, you've already invested in the situation. So you might as well follow through with the rest of it because you've already, like I said, you've invested that time and energy in accusing or making accusations. Because you don't want to retract your statement because then you look like a total douchebag. Exactly. (laughs) It's so much much easier to just keep going down the road you've already been going down. It's not the cost financially. It's the cost emotionally that you've already invested. Right. Well, in that case, yes. But yeah. I mean, I mean, think about that, though. For You know, a week after an event happens. Yeah. You know, emotions are high. Everybody's pissed off. And then 20 years later, we're like, yeah, we should probably pull out now. That's probably that's probably a good idea. 
this has definitely run its course. Are you exhausted from fighting? I'm exhausted from fighting. Let's move out. So, number of times Congress has constitutionally declared war. Zero. None. None at all. No. How many of the last few wars have been constitutionally declared, even though constitutionally they are supposed to declare war? I want to say probably it was the Iraq, the Iraq War, Gulf War. It was a long-ass time ago. I think it was. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know enough about this stuff, and I I don't think you or I, either one, are trying to pretend to be experts on this. No, subject. we're not experts. This is just... From what we see, either what was coming down the, the, the news feeds or pipes or whatever, mm-hmm. um, kind of getting secondhand stuff. Yeah. I've only kind of dove into this a little bit more over the last week or so. Yeah. I, not everybody's going to have the full extent of what's really been going on over in Afghanistan. Hell, just the Middle East in general. So I, 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 mean, ho- I hope this gives so people complex. A, a sense of, you know, what the everyman might, you know, maybe we're seeing what most average people are seeing. Yeah. I mean, we mm-hmm. we study this stuff a little bit more than your, your average Per norm, yeah. But not to the point that we're considered some kind of foreign affairs expert or anything like that. (laughs) No, No. we're no foreign policy experts. That's for damn sure. So we got uh, casualties comes to over over 18 years, 2,352. So as far as casualties go, and casualties don't mean death. So I'm sorry. That's that is deaths. Sorry. I misread that. Deaths were 2,352. And just to clarify. 2,352. Right, so to clarify, what a, a lot of people mistake casualties for deaths, but that's not the case. That's anybody that gets injured, yeah. harmed, whatever. Um, but actual deaths are 2,352 in 18 years. I'd say as far as American deaths, that's pretty good. As far as American U.S. soldiers' deaths, yeah. that's, that's pretty good considering... Over a span of 20 of the, years? I mean, that's... Yeah. I mean, any loss of life is bad. We, we know that we're, you know most common intelligent human being would i mean yeah hell you ain't you don't even have to be intelligent to know that a casualty is bad but looking over over the last 20 years and that time span given the other wars from recent years right um yeah this is yeah yeah i mean you're talking you're talking about losing hundreds Small of thousands fractions. of troops yeah. in a single day yeah. in world wars you know that's like yep. so i mean that that kind of speaks to how badass <laughs> Well, if you think about it, we you've are had, as a country as far as defense spending goes. Well, if you look at it, though, you probably had more casualties during 9-11 than you actually have had in Afghanistan over the last 20 years. I mean, if you want to put those numbers into perspective of casualties. Right. So what's 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 next on our list here? Um, no, okay, sorry. What I wanted to say is that is a, a, a it call it speaks to how badass we are as far as defense goes as far as how well trained our soldiers are as far as how you know just how much better our soldiers are than the the opponent in this case does that make sense it, it um, does but i mean how much you, you also have to take in consideration how much conflict was actually going on in afghanistan for there to be a significant you know case of casualties you know how many combats have they gone through? Major combats. Yeah, that, you know, I, that so I don't that, know. that's I don't, what I'm I saying. I, I I think that they've had conflicts, yeah. but I don't think they've had necessarily wars. Yeah, it's not necessarily you know? divided up into nice tidy. Uh, uh, the Battle of the Bulge or the Battle of War of 1812 right. or, you know, the, the, the specific dates and times where major conflicts happened yeah. or anything like that. It's all just been this kind of war of attrition over time, this like slow, of, slow uh, wearing down. Of our, and, yeah. and hell, if I remember right, uh, we, uh, the United States, sh- taught other countries how to do this because it's actually a lot more expensive to 
to attack someone than it is to defend. Right. And if you can sit there and just defend your territory and just kind of, you know, just the, the, the long haul war of attrition, wear your enemy down financially. You know, the United States has spent so much money. Yeah. So much money on this conflict that it's like that's I, in my in my view, that's all they're doing is just, as far as the Afghanistan troops, the, the Taliban and all the, the whatever right. related parties. They're just trying to wear us down. And well, it's working because. No, I understand that. And this is kind of something we touched on before we started this recording was the fact that I, I understand that this in general, any kind of war conflict is going to cost the U.S. billions of dollars, if not trillions. I, I know that. Yeah. That's not my concern with this whole situation. Oh, it, I know, it, I it's been how how the administration the, the biden administration handle this whole thing yeah and that's been the issue for me and a lot of americans right. that, that's that's what we're working up to that's yeah, right gotcha. i mean i'm just <laughs> i know you want to do it by the numbers i think most well, of us already just, know the number we don't if they don't know the numbers well there, there's a reason i'm setting this, this okay this up i, I know I do, I'm, I do, I'm kind of putting the horse before the cart i, know. I do have a direction I do that a i'm lot. headed here in general <laughs> well it's, then hurry up and get to it sorry I hurry up and get to it yeah i got it. so i mean i mean just i mean just looking at this chart here this is one of many charts i've seen where yeah. you show it shows defense spending by the u.s as yeah. compared to all other countries uh you know we're talking about we spend according to this one anyway this is from uh peter g peterson foundation uh United States spends more on defense than the next 11 countries combined. Jesus At the Christ. tune of $778 billion, I'm assuming per year. Wow. I'm assuming that's per year. Pr I can't read that fine print at the bottom. Yes. Is that what it says? Uh, it says sources, Stockholm International Peace Research Institute uh, expenditure database, the military expenditure database. Uh, this is These are uh, data for the United States are for fiscal year 2020, which ran from October 1st to September 30th. Of 2020, um, yeah, this is just a year. Um, the next 11 countries combined spend 761 billion. We spent 778 billion back in 2020. That's insane, man. That's just defense spending. Um, there's no reason for that. No, I mean, there's, I there's, agree with there's that. Absolutely no reason for that. Um, there was. I actually heard a a, um, a right wing commentator talking about how oh they're putting all this money into this and this and this, but defense spending is staying level. They were pissed about it. They weren't they, like, we should be adding more to our defense spending. It's like, dude, no, <laughs> no. How, do, you, do you even do you even know how much we're spending? And you wonder why we keep printing so much fucking money. Like, holy shit. <laughs> holy shit. It's insane. Yeah, it is. It, it's unheard of. So, uh, again, and just to just to wrap up the, the, these basic numbers, we got yeah. uh, financial cost is we're, since we're looking 9 11 at, since 9 11. We're looking at two hundred two point two trillion appropriated by Congress. Damn. Also, the first U.S. conflict fully funded through deficit spending. I, that, now, that I didn't know. Wow. And I was listening to uh, Jimmy Dore the other day, and he was he, I, he broke down the numbers to the tune of something like, I, I'm, I'm not a math whiz. I don't know the numbers right now. I didn't break them down. I apologize for that. But I, I, I want to say the number was something like 300-some million dollars per day was spent in this conflict alone. I'm like... The amount of, I mean, the amount of people you could help with that money, the amount of assistance to the economy of the U.S. you could help. And people are like, why can't we just print more money? What? Here's the, now that I'm thinking about the numbers, and I, and I wasn't at first because, you know, obviously I was wanting to get to another issue when it pertains to this. But now that we're talking numbers, I'm thinking, I'm looking at this, and I'm seeing $2 trillion. The infrastructure in our own country that yeah. money that could have went towards 
infrastructure here at home. And then you're also talking about situations such as California dealing with the homeless crisis. You know, I mean, think about what it could have done for California. I'm not I don't I'm not a big fan or support of California because of their politics, but at least that money could have went here at home. Mm-hmm. I'm all for getting our troops the hell out of other countries when those countries should be defending their own territories or providences. I, I, I firmly believe that. But the U.S. has had its hands and has been meddling in other countries for so long. Yeah. And I, I look at the, the cost to all this and I'm thinking, man, our roads, our bridges, our school systems, you know, you've got schools here that need to be seriously updated, but they're not. And I'm thinking $2 trillion, man. I mean, I wonder what the math is based off of the population of the U.S. people, you know, and how much money that would have been per, you know, person, you know, what that would equate to. Like how much money each of us would have if that $2 trillion was divided amongst the population here in the U.S. Absolutely. I mean, that, that could have helped a lot of families, your middle class, your lower class. Yeah, yeah, I no just joke. man. <laughs> so uh, I do want to point to this too. So at some yeah. point, at some point, um, our conflict went from oh, we need to seek revenge, we need to get a, you know, which I kind of feel like they were needing to go to war anyway, and I'll get to that later. Yeah, um, that's why we were so quick to jump over there and jump yeah. all over their asses, even though like it didn't make any sense to me, even even when I was younger. Like, why are we even going to Afghanistan? What is I, like? I didn't even honestly know we were in Afghanistan. I thought it was all about Iraq, Iran, those. That area, yeah. I, I didn't even know till years later. Well, Syria because it's I was another conflict that we've been a part of, and yeah, and I was now really the situation with Turkey. I mean, it's just all over the Middle East, dude. So at some point, we went from revenge to oh boy, we shouldn't be here. Um, well, let's try, let's let's change this around to more of a nation building kind of thing. Let's let's try to you know deliver our democ- de- democratic ways to these people. Let's try to change their country. Um, you can't do that, man. The problem is you're taking uh, <laughs> and, and this is uh, an average IQ of eighty four. Average IQ in Afghanistan world ranking twenty three. Holy shit, is eighty four. Wow, and that's okay. So we've we've talked about this before, and according to many other sources, yeah. Um, that's about the average IQ for peak criminality. Right. It's it's the it's the IQ that's it's it's in that sweet spot where you're not quite too stupid to pull off crime, but you're not quite smart enough to look forward to the you know you don't have that that forward thinking tunnel of time vision of seeing you know what the long term effects of your actions are. Right. right? Yeah. Um, that being said, you know the United States we're we're talking average IQ closer to a hundred. 105 you know closer yeah. to closer to that if i remember right and, i don't know and as I the can, years go on i feel like it's going down but <laughs> it, it actually is um iq us let's let's look at that real quick see what the average iq by state no we don't need that no. well yeah united states has an average iq of, of 98. 98 yeah like you said about 100 yeah it's 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 right about 100 so you're taking ideals from arguably a what, what used to be a much higher IQ society? Do you know that, your IQ? I uh, do not. Mine's one eleven. Oh, you had it like actually tested, or you yeah. did like an online you I, know, that was like quiz kind of thing. No, I actually had it tested. That was fuck. I, I'm gonna say probably eight nine years ago. Yeah, I now it's had, probably gone down since then. I haven't had it tested. <laughs> I don't know, but I mean, arguably, the United States used to be a much higher IQ society. I mean, you kind of yeah. see it in the in the in you know the, the kind of content that was coming out years ago versus today, and right. 
the kind of things we're doing to our bodies and that you know, the average IQ is actually dropping. Um, there is a trend downward. Yeah. And you're, but you're taking that high IQ societal ideals and you're trying to apply them to a country that has an average IQ of 84. It's not going to work. It's just not like, no. it's just, they don't have the capacity. And I hate, I mean, I hate, they can't as, comprehend as, as harsh as it is to. to say that. Yeah. And, I, mean, I mean, you've seen the, you've seen the video of the, the Afghani soldiers trying to just do basic things like jumping jacks. Right. Like, they can't even fucking figure out Japan Jacks. Right. <laughs> like, are you well, kidding I, me? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. Not, not saying that's, I mean, it's an average. It's not all of them. It's not nothing like that. But it's like you have to take that into consideration when you're trying to hand off a country back force to Force your the ideals and, off on somebody. Yeah. It's no wonder that the Afghan soldiers, as soon as we left, were like, oh shit, okay, here's the guns. We're out. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no wonder they did that. Like, and, and we had 20 many, years to train them and build them up to to a level in which they should be able to protect their own country right i mean your your top officials ended up abandoning their people in government you know when the taliban came in and started taking over i mean it's just it's a mess dude the u.s doesn't need to be in this situation they don't need to be meddling in other other foreign affairs when it comes to the middle east it it just they think they need to be i personally think (laughs) this okay here's my take on this yes we should have pulled out hell of anything we should have pulled out a long time ago but that's here nor there. That. I got I got four kids. I should have pulled out years ago. But <laughs> but my point though is is that I agree with removing our troops from the Middle East. It then turns into an issue of how do you do this? How do you handle it? Mm-hmm. What's the correct way? Is there a correct you know correct way of doing this? In my opinion, nobody really knows. Well, now that- you can strategize all day long with your top military officials, mm-hmm. but until that con that that situation happens and that evacuation starts to take place. You are then talking about a people, like you said, with an IQ of only 84, that is going to freak out because they depended on the U.S. for so long to protect the citizens that were there. And now that we're no longer a presence in that in that area, people are clinging on to military aircrafts to leave that country because they are terrified yep. for their lives. Yep. That that yep. that's the mentality of an IQ of only 84. They're scared. They don't know what to do. Yeah, and they're just reacting. Absolutely. That, that's that's what it boils down to. You know. So I mean, think I mean, think about this. I mean, how many years have I been sitting here trying to advocate for anarchy, as far as the new the new ideal? Like, right. We should get rid of the state, and here's why. Yeah. I can make all the arguments I want, but people are raised and born. They 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 only understand the state, and they understand the mm-hmm. the structure in which that happens. Right. For somebody to come into our country and try to force anarchy on us i know that's an oxymoron i get it <laughs> but if somebody like i'm just imagine this if somebody tried to come into our country and force new ideals onto us we're going to fight that tooth it's and no nail. different we're than, going to rebel against that we're going to be like no i don't understand this this is not how i was raised this isn't what i'm familiar with this right. is a brand new idea and now you're trying to apply a brand new idea to a country that like literally doesn't have the mental capacity to see down the tunnel of time and that right. same government is trying to apply that same that same situation when it comes to the vaccine the vaccine shot. Think about that. I'm no comment. <laughs> I, I I got you no comment right now though. Why? We're just stay on task here. No, no, I'm just saying <laughs> that that's just there. You know, you were talking about that. You know, you're talking about them trying to force the idea, or you know, just the 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 force our way of life and our government. Oh, I, I, get, and, I get what you're saying. You know you're what I'm talking, saying? They're doing the about. same thing with with the yeah. shot. But what the and, government, and the more they force it, the more people are like, no, <laughs> why are you wanting so badly to force this on us? But that's the difference. The IQ is higher here in the United States and yep. people are actually going to fight and push back. Whereas over there, it's just they don't know how to react. And it's I mean, you know, what's interesting, though, is we're what's talking that? about this whole thing over in Afghanistan. Not once anybody mentioned covid. Nobody's wearing a mask. <laughs> 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. So according, according to this uh, MSN, I had, I had to bring that up. Article: F- Americans will be paying for the cost of the war in Afghanistan for decades. For decades. Yeah. Decades, dude. And I mean, it's, and it's not yeah. okay. So they say Americans will be paying for the cost of the war, but really, it's the American taxpayers. It's really the American taxpayers' children and grandchildren. Yeah. I mean, what war was it? We just re- I think it was the Civil War. Or some shit. I remember hearing recently that we just now finished paying Fair it enough. off. Yeah. Uh, I I could I could have the war wrong, but I do remember hearing something like I, that, that. Yeah, I have. That was brought up in a discussion that I read online. Um, because of this whole conflict that's been going on over in Afghanistan, the way that we had pulled out. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. So the uh, na- nation largely financed the post-9-11 wars through debt. Um, the bombings at the Kubla Airport this week, which killed 13 American yep. troops, are a stark reminder of human toll in the Afghanistan war. But here's the thing, though, is that we had no American casualties since February of 2020. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not li- again, it's not like it's a situation where, you know, we're in constant conflict or at war. With people over there oh, where we're Jesus, losing jesus christ sorry i just what? read the next okay so um according to uh yeah yeah that's because the nation largely financed the post 9-11 wars through debt according to an anal- analysis by the cost of war project an initiative from scholars at brown university and boston university taxpayers have already spent 925 billion dollars in interest payments related to those wars jesus that's just interest payments that's almost a trillion <sighs> Yeah, that's almost a trillion dollars in interest payments alone. And the sad thing is, if you were to ask the average American, hey, would you like to spend $925 trillion or billion dollars in interest payments alone? And we'd be like, uh, no, that's that's just fucking stupid. Like, why would we do that? Uh, um, I'm reading the next line. It says, the analysts estimate the American pullout uh, last year that cost of the interest on the Afghanistan war uh, debt could grow by two trillion by 2030 and to 6.5 trillion by 2050. That's just the interest alone. I'll be dead by then, but shit, that's just insane. Well, that's, dude. that's your daughter paying. For I know that. that's what I'm saying. That's I mean, that's what I was going to get out. Yeah. Right. I, and that's not fair to them. They did not no. get a say in this. They did not get a vote in this. Um, we, Congress just decided to, or we, we, we went to war without the approval of Congress. Right. Which is like, I know it's a minute protection against you know just all out war, <laughs> war criminals wanting to go yeah, cause more I, wars. I know it's a small, it's a small you know separation, right. a, a, a defense against that. But but even even that's not being used, right. and people aren't angry enough to insist that hey, this is an unconstitutional war. What the hell are we doing over here? Why are we no no? Just back off, get out. We're not doing but this. But here's the thing though: is that our government is going to do what they want to do. It, fuck the American people at this point. It does not matter what yeah. we say. Yeah, it never, it never did. But. Well, there's no, there's not a strong enough pushback to our government to say no. What are you doing here? Now, the only time where we actually saw a real physical presence or pushback was during the Vietnam War. I mean, it's got to come to a point to where this shit's got to stop. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if people would just take the time to recognize how much money is being spent on situations that we should not even be involved in. And even if we are, we, we don't need to be spending damn near 20 years over in a country. Get the hell out. So let's get to your numbers you had. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was doing a little bit of research and over over at the Daily Wire, I was reading these numbers and it kind of it kind of really surprised me but then not so much but this is what we've left behind since we 
just sporadically up and left, you know, Afghanistan. So $85 billion, billion in U.S. weaponry. That's weapons. Good $85 Lord. billion of weapons have been left behind in that country. And, and we can't even get a bump stock over here, you know. I mean, no, you know what I'm I mean we can't. We can't have a magazine that's like a, a, a little bit too large for like for the right. liking of the of the Democrats. You know, so, it's like <laughs> <laughs> I got an idea. Let's leave how many billion? How many billion? Eighty-five billion. Eighty-five. Let's leave eighty-five billion dollars worth of weaponry over there in oh Afghanistan. Oh my God! Is that re- wait, is that retail or wholesale value? <laughs> wholesale. <laughs> Costco. Oh my God! So then you've got sixteen thousand pair mm-hmm. of night night vision goggles. Now what you have to understand is is that uh, the people that we were fighting over in Afghanistan did not have that kind of equipment to see our troops at night. Yeah, that's, that's where we that's had the upper hand. Why we were not losing all the troops? We were carrying out right. Uh, uh, now and, they have this equipment, right? Right. So it's I, like, I, I heard a, actually Dan Bongino was talking about that on, on the show I was listening to. He was he was talking about how like we had the upper hand in that. Like we could go carry out these operations at night. And, you know, there's something about being able to, you know, use the night vision goggles, yeah. carry out the operations, do what you need to do. It keeps your troops safe. Yep. It keeps your fellow soldiers safe. And, mm-hmm. you know, it strikes terror in the heart of the enemy. But now the enemy is like, <laughs> thanks, guys. How many pairs? 16,000 16, pairs. pairs. That's a pretty good you know, small army over there. Yeah, I mean, if, no doubt. But anyway, so moving on. So other things that were left behind were attack helicopters and drones. Now, you may not think that's a big deal, but actually it is. Because the Taliban can actually sell it or give it to China mm-hmm. for them to reverse engineering, for them to actually understand our military technology. Mm-hmm. That's scary. Mm-hmm. That's stuff that I would think is probably more or less classified. If I'm not mistaken, I, I could be wrong, well, but would, now you think, right. you're giving that you're giving that engineering and, and technology to China, the last fucking place you want to have That's our U.S. technology. Hmm. Just the idea that uh, huh. Joe Biden seems to be in the back in the back pocket of of, of China. <laughs> oh, um, Hunter Biden <laughs> through, through Hunter Biden. Yeah, you know, lots of blackmail going on there. Huh? Yeah, I wonder if that had anything to do with the fact that. Maybe I don't know. I just, just you know what? Maybe Joe Biden. Joe Biden should never pulled out of Afghanistan. He should have pulled out before he got Hunter Biden. I'm just saying. So <laughs> we've seen how messed up that whole situation is. So, anyways, moving on. That's just kind of away from the numbers. But are you saying something- this isn't the first time Joe Biden failed at a pullout? <laughs> well, there you go. we got t-shirts coming for days so what i found interesting was is that not too long ago a reporter had asked joe biden specifically is there a comparison between the u.s withdrawal in kabul and the fight and the flight from saigon from 1975 now if you've been online if you have any idea how social media works you would have seen this photo of the two helicopters one was from saigon over in vietnam 1975 the other one was 2021 over in Kabul where very similar images of the helicopter flying down and picking up people that work at the embassy to get them evacuated. Okay. So this is what Joe Biden had to say to this reporter. There's going to be under no circumstances where you're going to see people being lifted off the roof of an embassy in Afghanistan, Joe Biden. Well, I hate to tell you, but, um, that's exactly what we got. And, I, you know, a lot of people say that 
what happened over in Vietnam was was part of the reason it's why Ford, you know, lost his presidency. He didn't get reelected. Will this have that impact on Joe Biden's, you know, presidency trying to run in 2024? I absolutely I absolutely do believe this is going to be a crucial turning point in his presidency. Do I think he'll get reelected because of this? No, I do not. You sent me this article from GQ. Why, yeah, why Trump abandoned the Kurds explained. This was back in October, October 7th, 7th, 2019. 2019. So, yeah, and a lot of people are comparing, you know, I, I think you sent me a, a link, said something about... Uh, it's not to compare, it's to make us realize when we put our blinders on to certain situations as we are with what Biden had done with pulling out of Afghanistan, you often have to ask yourself... Well, what did what happened during the Trump administration that we didn't focus on because we chose not to? This being one of them. Yeah, this one. This now. This image you sent me is from from Jeff Tedrick, I guess his name is. Yeah. It says pro tip: If you sat silent when Trump abandoned Syria and evacuated exactly zero of our Kurdish allies and handed over our military bases to Russia, kindly sit the f down and shut the f up and spare us your fake outrage over Afghanistan. Biden is rescuing tens of thousands. I don't agree with the last part, but everything else is, I mean, pretty on point. I have to agree with that. Yeah, it's really and easy to, to keep doing this. And, and you always hear about this whataboutism. Like, well, yeah. why are you mad about this now? Well, because it probably didn't come up in your news sources back when it was right. going on is the problem. It's that's, that's the issue with people being echo chambered off in their own little yeah. silos. Uh, you, if, you, if you don't follow... Uh, information sources from both sides you don't know some you of the stuff have you to just follow both sources some of the stuff you just don't do not know you're yeah. not aware of that's not reported on if, right. if you know if i'm if i'm on the right wing and anything negative against trump is not necessarily going to be reported at least not to the point that left wing but then again left wing reports it so much that like well which one's actually true <laughs> well and here's the thing <laughs> for me is to figure out uh, yeah and the thing for me is i am a trump supporter if he runs in 24 i'm going to i'm going to vote for him mm-hmm. but i also have to i have to hold my president and people i've elected into congress accountable for what they do that's a part of of what we should do as a nation but we fail to do you would think you know when it when it's people we elect into office and i think this is where we've fallen apart as a society is we're not doing this because you know what people are doing when they vote for that person they're they're so wrapped up into their their my president they're putting their fingers in their ears and going la 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 i don't want to hear what you have to say yeah, that's so, a problem. Suddenly, to say anything <laughs> negative about that person is like, no, I can't. I, but know, but I gotta justify my vote no matter what. But but it's not to justify my vote or or him as a president. It's hey, it's going on on both sides here. You you have to come to grips to understand that this isn't just a Joe Biden thing. This isn't just an Obama thing or Bush thing or or whomever you want to talk about. This, is a state this happens thing. on both sides of Absolutely. the political this is, aisle. This is the state. I mean, because the state has what it's doing. Yeah. And then the state has what it's telling its people it's doing. Now the difference between <laughs> right? what I mean, yeah, correct. I mean, but the difference between what happened over in Syria versus Afghanistan is that you're not talking about civilians over over in you know Syria. You're talking about the Kurds, the Kurdish that we have fought a alongside with for many many years and then just up and left them right so just to give a quick update just so you yeah. people understand who don't know uh it says uh, and again this is back in 2019 october, right. october uh late late on sunday night the trump administration announced its decision not to not interfere with a planned turkish military campaign into northern syria yeah 
leaving American allied Kurdish forces vulnerable to a regime in Turkey that considers them a terrorist group. What hell, the Proud Boys are considered a terrorist group. What does that even mean anymore? <laughs> the news astonished. See, that's, that's the problem with trying to label things, man. You just. Yeah, it, it just. Everything's a label. Loses now. Its, anyway, it loses the value uh, of it. The news astonished foreign policy experts, drew criticism from Republican lawmakers, and even prompted the dependable White House cheerleaders at Fox and Friends to engage in some awkward air, on air bickering. Yeah. Quote, what kind of message is that to the next ally that wants to side with us? Hey, dude, that. Whoa! That's. Interesting, because I have heard people right now, right-wing mm -hmm. commentators, saying that exact thing. Yep. We're pulling out. We're leaving those guys behind. Yep. What message does that uh, – uh, wait, what, what, is it? what kind of message is that to the next ally that wants to side with us? Like That's coming from Fox and Friends. This is keep – this is the – I mean, it, it's the same narrative, same story over and over again. It's it is, yeah. It's irritating as hell how much we just don't learn from this crap. And – are you finished with your numbers there? Yeah. Okay, so there was there was a, something that's been stewing in my mind. Right, right. And I know, uh-oh, right? So the idea is basically this, is like Joe Biden had to botch this. Okay. Okay? It was done on purpose. I don't have any proof of this. This is just <laughs> this is just Conspiracy pure, theory coming out? No, in I, would, I wouldn't say pure conspiracy theory. I'm just uh, talking borderline. general speculation. Okay. And here's speculation. why. I mean, there's, there's a reason why I, I think that it makes sense for the Biden administration to botch this. One we kind of alluded to earlier is the fact that, you know, we already kind of accept that the Biden administration is in the back pocket of China. We already accept that China has a lot of blackmail on on Biden and mm -hmm. all other, uh, especially left-wing administrations, right. maybe even right-wing administrations. We just know that there's a lot of ties there that we don't quite see, uh, invisible strings, so to speak. So yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that happen, a lot of actions that are taken on behalf of our government. That if you plug into that equation, that China is you know controlling things, at least to some extent or holding things over our head, at least to some extent, that it starts to make sense why they do the things they do. You're going to have to show me a whole lot of proof to back that theory up. Right. I, I understand that. Right. This is just one of those things I'm going to have to, I, I hate to say it, but you're just going to have to go do your own research on this. Right. But um, that's that's one that's one reason I kind of feel like he had to botch it because, you know, that was maybe, that could have been a backroom deal. It could have been something like, hey, China, <laughs> you're about to get a bunch of weapons. Here they are. Can I give you mine after you're done? No, no. Okay. This, is, uh, this is the Daniel Show, and yeah. you're not allowed to. It always your, is the Daniel Show. Gonna, shut up. You're not allowed your thoughts. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> so the second, the second reason, um, which I've posted on uh, social medias and whatnot, about why Biden necessarily had to botch this is because there's, there's a couple other reasons here that and, and i'm gonna button these up for you here in a minute it might make sense one if he goes over there and botches it then it's going to cause this conflict it's going to cause uh, what we're seeing now 10 days later oh we've got 13 marines being shot and a medic and we've got you know and you're going to start seeing images of like kids being you know not tortured, but hurt, you know, in, in dangerous situations. And they're going to start pulling on the heartstrings of the American citizens all in an effort to actually get us either back into war to justify our, our time over there, our existence over there. We got to retaliate again. We're angry. We got to go back and, you know, get revenge uh -huh. on those. And we've already heard a lot of a lot of uh, on the right wing saying, hey, we got to go back and seek revenge on them. Biden himself has said, right, we, we need to seek revenge for those yeah. those troops that died. Like, dude, you. 
okay, yes, you caused the situation. We all know this, but people kind of forget after a while. Now it's about once you see the imagery, once people see the propaganda put in front of their faces, they start to see right. kids being thrown up in front of them. And then they go, oh, no, we need to, you know, get revenge. We need to get, okay, uh, you know, justice for our troops or what have you. Um, there's a reason the United States needs to be in war. It's because we're seeing our levels of debt <laughs> getting way worse. Right. Uh, we saw Obama try it, try it with Syria, and that didn't work. Right. Uh, because of that, actually got pretty nasty. But yeah. Right. Because of the internet right now, people mm -hmm. are actually a little more awake and they're more attuned to what's going on, which is great. Yeah. Um, back in the past, not so much. They kind of took whatever the government said to their word. Because we were. We were what I consider called a blackout. We were in a blackout. We only were given so much information by right. our 5 o'clock news and newspaper. That was it. Right. Now, we don't have that blackout situation so, because we have so much access to the what's going on in the correct. world. So when you get in a situation where your your debt is getting out of control and you've got to get it back under control, right? Um, a couple solutions are, well, A, we could raise taxes on the American people to help cover some of the costs that we've ran up. Right. Um, well, how many of you Americans are going to want to go, hey, yeah, that sounds great. I, I totally get it. Y'all had to spend those tax, spend that, that tax money, and we need to pay it back. We get it. Raise our taxes, sure. No, that's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. People are, will, will revolt. People are already pissed. People are already having their their right. their money inflate over time. We're oh, seeing yeah. we're seeing this issue. Um, that 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 leaves a couple other options. I and one of those options is well, we go to war. People are a lot more accepting of austerity measures if we go to war. People are a lot willing, more willing to cut back. You know, you see this back during World War Two and World War One, where, you know, all of a sudden all the men are going off to, to battle. We're cutting back. We're, we're you know, uh, supply shortages on rubber. So we're like taking everything we can. Everybody's like got this team effort mentality going on, right. trying to cut back costs. And as a result, we can kind of get that spending back under control a little bit. Yeah. And that way that keeps that, that helps save face by the state. The state doesn't have to go, hey, guys, guess what? We messed up. We screwed up. We're, we're going to need to go ahead and give that you know get you get your taxes up to help <laughs> pay for this um so it's it's a way that the state can save face they can go to war they can and that's and needed <laughs> biden needs a war right now hillary clinton when she was running was constantly going on about going to war with russia well that that whole narrative just kind of disappeared didn't it, it all did, of a sudden yeah. we're not trying to go to war with russia like you see these little hints and these these things over time of of, of people of, of our of our government trying to go to war lately and this like Obama, Hillary, uh, you know, uh, Joe Biden now trying to get us into a major war, a major conflict. We need a major conflict because then we can kind of hide the costs of all the bad mistakes they've made, that the, all the issues they've been kicking down the road. Is this making sense? No, it does. I got a completely different scenario that I think played out, but I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Well, that's, that's kind of the direction I'm, I'm thinking, and this is this is yeah. something that has to be done. He ha oh, and the last thing I want to cover before I pass it off on you mm -hmm. is we have another election coming up. People are getting hip to the election fraud. Um, if we are you you're know, talking about the presidential election, or are you talking about midterms? Uh, midterms, all okay. that stuff. You know, yeah. by the, by the time midterms come around, we what basically what I'm getting at is uh, the Democrats need more voters. Yeah. Uh, we might have a few Afghan refugees situation that we have to bring over to the United States to to help them, even though it's shown to be much more cost effective to keep them in a similar country to their current right. culture than it is to the tune of like a 13 times cheaper. It's yeah. more 13 times more expensive to bring them over here and try to raise them in a country that's not they're not familiar with. But we need them over here because you know, the Democrats, at least, are going to want them over here because that 
helps to inflate the voter rolls by that much, and they need ever, all the help they can get. That's why the border's staying wide open. They need all the people in they can get. They need all the, the, the voter regulations shut down. They need everything kind of in this, this invisible black box where nobody knows right. what's going on. This is just one of another another many strings of of, 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 of paths toward increasing those Democrat voter rolls to try to make it look more legitimate. Is that no, it these does. are just yeah. a few ideas and reasons why it makes more sense from a strategic standpoint right. for this entire withdrawal to be botched terribly. <laughs> I, I don't think it was botched. I think this was a situation where um, Joe Biden has specifically told the American people, Congress, everyone, mm-hmm. that by September 11th, which he did say it's on record, that he was going to pull all of our troops out of, Af- out of Afghanistan. Okay. I think what happened here, knowing Joe Biden being just the, the dumbass that he is, probably forgot about it. Time was moving along, and then he's sitting in the White House thinking, oh, shit, I got to do something about it, because now he was getting pressure from the Taliban. Hey, we had an agreement that you were going to pull out before September 11th. I don't think that there was anything in place. I really don't. Yeah, it doesn't I think like it. the White House and the Biden administration freaked out, did not have a, did not have an evacuation plan set, and everything just went fucking crazy, dude. Look at where we're at. This is not well organized. You mean to tell me our US military that can coordinate any strikes across this globe fuck this up? I don't think so, dude. Nah, I, Come on, man. I, I mean <laughs> so, it's just uh, I I can't go with that. I just cannot simply go with that. I think Biden was in a situation where he was that his hand was forced into making a move. And because September 11th was vastly approaching, he had to figure out something. And because he did not have a strategic plan into place, he just I think he just said, get the fuck out. And we were left this mess. Let's leave it up to the audience. What do you guys think? Is that that, I mean, which which one of our theories sounds most plausible? Who knows? I mean, we'll see see how this plays out down the road. But I don't don't know. I, I I don't this I don't even have closing thoughts to be perfectly honest I don't have closing thoughts I I, I see this kind of propaganda machine starting to starting to kick up and I'm just going man people aren't going to learn I, I We're just end up back in war again closing thoughts on my end you know remember this remember this come election time yeah look at what both sides are doing and how they're handling this make your decision not based off emotion but rather actual actions of those that you have elected in office there you go. when it comes to midterms and when it comes to the presidency there you go all right so. y'all been watching the unframe of mind show where we have uncomfortable conversations without a condom i've been your host daniel wagner anthony trawick <laughs> be sure to check out our other videos if you guys would like to support us we do have a a, a way for you to do that over on our websites um we do sell a lot of cool merch and funny t-shirts what is it like two dollars a month and then, and then we also support have us yeah. way yep subscribe star you can support us as well um we would like to continue to make the show and we can't do that without your support so yeah until next time peace out see you